Unboxable Podcast Episode 48. Welcome to the Unboxable Podcast. I'm Elena Turley, your host. I founded the Soul Mama Hub, which is a connected community and membership helping mothers go from burnt out, stressed out, desperately needing a minute for themselves to relaxed, full of joy and with the energy to show up as the best mum possible. This is where we rediscover ourselves, find meaning and nourish our body, mind and soul. Today, I am so excited to share with you my chat with Ali Bray Dado. Now, Ali is known in Australia as an ex-model for some of the biggest magazines, particularly teen magazines, actually, when I was growing up. She was a teen herself, we're very similar age, and as she grew in fame and reputation, she also grew in skill and experience and eventually moved with her husband to America. She's now returned since 2016 and she is now actually, I'm going to read you her bio, a screenwriter, producer, she's produced a series in America, podcaster, teacher. She's currently writing several feature film scripts and continuing to teach and co-host her own podcast, Separate Bathrooms. She began her career as a model at 16 years old, working in Australia, London, Tokyo and she was booked by huge brands as well as magazines and in 1992 she was a cover girl essentially. She was voted among the most influential women of the century by its readers and in the 90s she was hosting TV shows. She then married the love of her life and moved to Los Angeles in 1992 and that's where she did her work as screenwriter and producer and also gained a degree in early childhood from UCLA. She actually has three children and has had her own very interesting experience of menopause, which is why it has changed her perspective on life, relationships and body image and realised the implications of being silent, of speaking up, of consent, boundaries and the importance of feeling, being and anger. She reveals how all the shifting and changing that menopause brings in a new emerging sense of self and her life. And this is why she has written a book called Queen Menopause in which she explores all the feelings around menopause, especially the post-menopausal years that so many talk about as being the best years of their life. And through sharing her own experience in a very real way, she hopes that women won't feel so alone in what can be quite an isolating time. She also adds in stories of other well-known Australian women and men in their lives, including Georgie Parker, Anita Heath and Rhonda Birchmore. Queen Menopause is the book Ali wishes she had when she was approaching menopause. So it's a really beautiful, really beautiful chat that we have because there's a lot of honesty about really about consent and what women choose to do as they experience this huge change. And because of rising maternal ages, this is my own note, being in that position myself, I had two children post 40. I actually had the situation where breastfeeding and hormonal changes related to pregnancy and childbirth and postnatal depletion ran into and overlapped with perimenopause and menopause. 
And it's so common that you speak to people who don't even know much about these things. So we share about that in this chat. We also share some ways you can think about it and some different ways you can respond to menopause approaching or menopause happening to you. Please enjoy this delightful conversation with Alison Bray Dado. Hello. <laughs> oh my gosh, I was trying to struggle to find the email and oh. I have like a million emails like all from my publicist. Today is crazy. I mean my oh, Fridays are nuts. So I've got one, I've got another one. I've actually got our podcast that I've got to research and do straight after you. So Whoa. I can do it. I can do it. We can we can we can you fit can it do all. it. It's I can okay. be your uh, breath of fresh air. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I like your background. You, that's you've got your beautiful plants back there. Thank you, babe. Yeah, that's real. That's some real shit. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. A, it's not actually a, a, a superimposed background. Actually, yes, look. Oh, there it is. Oh, there it is. Oh, <laughs> darling. Welcome, welcome. Hello. It's so nice to see your face. Thank you. And there's nothing much to sort of intro you with except to say, hi, it's so nice to see you. We've met a couple of times in real life. So it's all the nicer to interview you for (laughs) my podcast. And I'm so excited for you. I'm holding your book and I love the cover. You look Mm -hmm. fabulous. Thank you. It was shot by, I had to have my beautiful friend Carlotta Moy do it because she was behind so much of my success as a dolly model she was the fashion editor wow and we became really good mates yeah she's now one of australia's top photographers i said you're the only person that can do this cover that's brilliant yeah yeah i love that and it would have been so fun to work together again right yeah it was lovely she's just gorgeous yeah it's amazing and i do want to ask you like just launching right in i just want to ask you all about how the book came to be. I just want to know your personal process around it. Like, tell me a bit of a story and tell me what had to happen in you to make this happen. Well, it was basically just experiencing all the symptoms and not understanding, you know, when when everything first started, what the hell was going on and why had no one told me? (laughs) Why had no one told me this is what menopause is? And, um, you know, and it's there's there's still kind of this mysterious sort of layer around. It's so it. weird, isn't it? I said to someone the other day who's forty eight. Um, she was talking to me, and I said, "So you you're most likely in perimenopause." She just looked at me and she said, "What's that?" Yeah. And I was yeah. like, "How is this possible that this yeah. huge thing, huge thing, that happens to huge. us is not it's, no, it's no one enormous. talks about it? Yeah. No one talks about it, and it's and it's such an important part of." our lives as women. I mean, it's, it, 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 look, it can go by in a blink of an eye for some, for about 25% of women, like they don't get any symptoms or so, but for a lot of us, it can be utterly life-changing. I mean, relationships break down, women have to leave their work because of it. And it's, um, and, you know, but, but there's sort of no, you know, when does, when did the symptoms actually start? Are they actually menopausal symptoms? Is yeah. it, 
Is it just anxiety? Why do I feel angry all the time? Is it because I now do hate my partner? I mean, there's so much. Oh my gosh. And the weight side of it. So like, why am I putting on weight? And now I'm going on a crazy crash diet because (laughs) I think I'm putting on weight and that's not going to help you because it's hormonal. So then I'm stressing out because the diet's not working and why can't I sleep anymore? So I'm more stressed out. And then it becomes this kind of and yeah, there's there's sort of no integration. I think sometimes there's there's often little integration between mainstream medical solutions and some really effective like traditional Chinese medicine, yoga, diet, hormonal balancing with meditation, you know. Yeah, amazing. look, I think that there's there's a lot of help out there and that's what I started to to find. Good. And I think that um Look, and again, to me, it's really about body autonomy as a woman. We're told so much in our lives by, you know, a very patriarchal system of what we should do and what we can't do and what we need to do and what we should ignore. And it's sort of like, this is your body. You choose what you need to do for you. And, you know, HRT is still the number one gold standard Mm. for menopausal symptoms. It's still the one thing that most people not most people, but a lot of women go to that is of enormous help. Yeah. Um, and I think that's that I love that we have that. And I love that we have, um, you know, in conjunction or instead of, you know, there's natural therapies as well. And it's yeah. really up to you. It's your body. How do you want to go through it? But it's finding the right person to talk to. And yes. that is, that can be tricky. Um, but talk to your girlfriends. What's your doctor saying? Who, who is your doctor? Do they give you the time that you need? You know, and a lot happens physically during this time in the sense of changes naturally. Anyway, you need to figure out what's menopause or perimenopause and what's just a health issue. And that's, yes. that's where your doctor can give you the bloods and figure out where you're at with your thyroid and all sorts of stuff. So right? important. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And because I know we don't have much time, this is going to be like a speed date interview, okay, <laughs> Ali? Because I know you're super busy and you've got a lot of people to talk to about this, which is amazing. Oh, and congratulations, that. and I'm thank so happy you, for you. you. And, you know, it's published by a huge publishing house and that's just wonderful. It means the word gets out there and it means yeah. your story gets out there. And what I want to know from you, if it's not too personal, is what was it like for you stepping into the role of being an author, of being a book author, and how has that been for you personally? Look, I'm still kind of wrapping my head around it in some ways. I mean, it was a long process to get the book written, and and so you kind of it's this roller coaster a little bit where it's like it's so exciting that someone actually wants to publish your words like that's the that's the highs and then it's yeah. sort of like oh crap now I've actually got to do it <laughs> and then you've got a timeline and then it's stress and then you're reading your words and you go this is total crap no one's going to want to oh read this. darling the imposter syndrome kicks <laughs> in I'm just changing my glasses to oh. my 80s version like you by the way oh, for those cool. not watching yeah, yeah, oh no yeah, that's better that. that's better love that so, um, so yeah so I've gone through the whole gap and I still do the imposter syndrome I still yeah doesn't go away big time um you know and and the thing that I want to be clear about too is that I am so not a doctor I am not an expert on menopause I'm an expert on my body and what works for me yeah but you know when it comes to menopause I am not an expert by a long shot 
So I've had to do research, but you know, I know something, yeah. but not as much as your doctor knows. But um it's really important, isn't it, to, yeah, to understand yeah, yeah. that. And doctors Absolutely. have a huge amount of experience, yes. you know, often dealing with something like this. And it's gotta be your first point of call to rule out other things, as you said. Totally. Yeah. I, I see the most glorious naturopath who specifies in hormones. Mm. And, you know, she's just been an absolute gem because she'll spend an hour and a half with me just going over not only my physical but the emotions and the mental toll that it took. So, yeah, so being an author is absolutely the most wonderful, wonderful, wonderful experience. And it's stressful as well. Like it's just, I don't know, it's just, it's a funny thing. And it's, it's weird in the sense too that I'm like, I'm, I'm a very, I'm actually a really super private person who's just put out a book that is, yes. that like is the most non-private thing that I could talk about. <laughs> I'm just going, what, what, what did I just do? <laughs> How do so I get here? And that's fascinating because your podcast, I just want to do a plug for yours and your husband's podcast, Separate Bathrooms. Yeah. And and what I love about that is it does feel like you're sitting in a room, in a bathroom with you. And, <laughs> you know, and so you, you say that you are a private person, but you also are very generous in sharing your story. And, and I don't think those two are contradictory because mm. it is cool when you've had some experience that you feel is helpful. And I know you are a person who feels keenly the ability or the, I guess, obligation in a way to serve with the gifts you have. You know, yeah. I know that you have that. It is something that I've, I, because I have gleaned so much assistance from when other people have shared their story, that's the way I learn the best yes. is when someone can talk to me about what they've been through and how they've healed because of what they've been through. Yes. I'm very much a learner that way. And so that is the way I like to share as yes. well. Like I couldn't have talked about menopause, you know, 15 years ago. What the hell no. did I know about menopause? <laughs> but now that I was in it and I wrote while I was in it, yes. I go, well, this is what I shared. And, and this is how lonely I felt. And I don't yeah. want women to feel lonely yeah. going through menopause because it's, it's a natural part of life, but it can be a really challenging part of life. And I just want women yeah. to feel connected and, and, and loved up in some way, somehow. Me too. <laughs> totally down with that. Yes. And and that's often, I think, the couple of times I have had the great pleasure of hanging out with you. That's sort of the stuff we talk about, isn't it? Like yeah. it's, that connection piece is yeah. so, yeah. so crucial to you and I both personally, professionally. And I'm curious for you, how do you, I mean, how do we foster that? Like, first of all, where did it get lost, do you think, for us as women? I mean, we like to talk, we like to connect. Why do you think we don't these About days? Around menopause, do you think? Well, yeah, but generally, but also definitely around menopause. I mean, I'm curious, there's two parts to this question. One part of it is, why don't we connect in general? The other part of it is, when did menopause become sort of taboo and why? Yeah, I think it's been taboo for a long time. I mean, right. that it goes, you go back to the history of menopause and what, and what doctors were doing to women's bodies to somehow eradicate, you know, the hysterical fits that were happening, mm. happening. And my God, all they were doing was they were just mad. Do wow, not wow, have wow. a feeling. <laughs> no exactly. feelings allowed. Women do not get mad. Remember, remember that. Right. Um, but look, I, you know, I, I don't know. That's a, for me, I've, um, I've had, I've had incredible relationships 
with, I have incredible relationships with women. Unfortunately, most of them live in America where I, where I, you know, had 25 years. Me too. Um, They're all over the world. My favorite women. So I find that women to me, you know, I feel like in our heart of hearts, we actually really, really do want to connect. Yeah. Um, You know, unless there's been some kind of trauma within someone's life where you've been injured emotionally from a woman, but I think in general, women connect on such a beautiful level. Like I always, I talk about that in the book that I feel like, you know, I can be standing in line in the women's bathroom and there's, you know, 20 of us waiting in line and you'll just get talking to the person next to you. And the next thing you know, you're talking about, yeah, I had a miscarriage when I was, you know, you know, um, 24 and yeah, did you, yeah, I did this and oh, my brother just started, you know, like the amount, like you just go deep really fast. Yeah. And I love that about me too. Yeah. My, my children say to me all the time, mom, why do you talk to everybody? You talk to everybody. (laughs) Yeah. Like, because I like people. Yeah. And I think we need it. I think human beings need it. And especially when it comes to challenge, I think personally for me, the way that I learned about menopause is because I was still trying to have a baby at 45. Mm. That's becoming more and more common too. So I had to really look my hormones in the face, you know, really understand it in order to navigate. Like, so I breastfed for basically four years in perimenopause so that's like wow. bodies completely i mean how amazing are our bodies that is right amazing. but wow, that would be really interesting to know how yeah. that affected your perimenopause if right related a little bit or i think yeah, it softened it i maybe, think it maybe, did because yeah. it sort of offset a little you know maybe yeah, right but right. then when i stopped the breastfeeding i really felt the full brunt of mm. and my mother sort of famously has said oh no it didn't really affect me you know I think it did I think she was a little bit not talking about it sorry mum I think you know maybe there was a bit of we just don't talk about that well it is amazing how many women our age their mothers said the exact same thing like I I don't know a lot of women our age whose mum said it was really hard and I didn't you know it's all like oh it was everything was fine and I and I wonder was it actually fine and you just ignored it because you didn't feel like you could talk about it or what's going on with women today. Yeah. What's in our universe, what's in our food, what's in our energy field or whatever that's actually making symptoms harder to deal with. I don't know. I don't know which one it is. Same. I don't know either. Or were they just put straight on HRT for the most part and it was just like unquestioned and so it was fine, you know, like which is awesome in a way, you know. Absolutely. Um, But it does mean we sort of lose out on the learning we would gain by hearing right. that story. Right. So in if a way. They, if they had no issue, why would they bother telling us what happened? Right. <laughs> so thank goodness for you, Ali, because you're uh, telling us the story. But yeah, I'm certainly telling my story, but, and it's, it seems to be resonating with a lot of women that I've had the most beautiful messages um, oh, great. from women just saying, I finally feel like someone understands me. I finally oh. feel like you've mirrored exactly how I feel, but couldn't say it. And I'm, I want to get my husband to read the book, which is really, oh, cool. really what I want more than anything is for the partners of the menopausal women to read it so they can understand it. Because even though, you know, there's my husband with me going through it, writing a book about it, I'm talking about, it. he just read the book and finished it a week ago. And he's, he said, I had no idea. 
had wow. no idea what we were going through. Maybe that's like, the next book. It's you and your husband writing a book for the husbands. <laughs> It'd be awesome. It'd be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's beautiful that you're doing this, Ali, and I, and I really applaud you for being open and honest and telling the story in a way that it shouldn't be brave, but it kind of is, you know, and yeah. that's cool. I think it's really cool. And most of all, it's cool because it's getting us all to talk about it. Yes. Which yeah. is the whole point, isn't it? Yeah. And it's, and I feel like, you know, it's getting us to look at, for me, it really had me looking at, again, my whole life as a woman and yeah. what led me to where I was at in my life as a perimenopausal woman and then what was going to come after like what happens after menopause and again yes. it's really important that we know it's fabulous there's yes. a lot of the symptoms go away and you're, you've got this sort of clarity about where you want to go with your life and who you want to hang with and yeah you know, there's so much that we don't so hear with about you post-menopausal time and we need to get that out there because it feels like the most miserable situation sometimes when you're in it, but it's like, you know, it's sort of like the yin and the yang, you know, there's a yang to it all. So I feel like that's right, babes. I agree. And I feel like it really needs um, like a branding sort of person to come in and just completely rebrand so that like post-menopausal woman doesn't sound amazing to me. No, I feel like we should just come up with some different names, you know, because it really is like this amazing queenly golden kind of part of our lives. And we have, I think, lost a little bit around the natural seasons that a woman goes through Mm -hmm. and how to celebrate those seasons. You know, we don't have coming of age rituals for our daughters. We sadly desperately need them, you know, and we don't have celebrations of menopause, you know, which we desperately need as well. I think the closest thing I've come to it, because I've recently turned 50, is I now have a full moon gathering and we just go and sit and look at the water every full moon and catch up and go deep and connect and maybe have a Prosecco and, you know, like, and it's fantastic. And that's probably the closest thing to a ritual I have as a woman. Well, I was, I was talking to um, Prevention Magazine about about that. I said, you know, imagine if we started ex- doing exactly that, like, hey, come over and celebrate that I'm on my menopause Wouldn't journey. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> because uh, because be there's awesome. so many cultures that really celebrate women as wise women and women aging and, yeah. um, you know, the, the Japanese and the Indigenous communities, you know, yes. the older you get, the wiser you get. Yes. And you're held up at a at a on a pedestal of such reverence. My culture but in does the that. Western yeah. world, it's like, oh, she's invisible, she's old, she's no longer procreating. And yeah, you know, it's it's such a mistake because women are so wise at our age. They they've been through some shit and they're like ready to take control. Yeah. So, yeah. You know. And it's reflected in how we sort of try to look younger, you know, that sort of the woman who who feels they need to look young. I'm I'm bringing back salt and pepper for women. Ah. That's my <laughs> that's my latest contribution to this yeah. I mean, process. And I, and I understand that too because we're taught that aging is a disease and yeah. we're taught that you need to be relevant by looking young and I think that's a really hard thing to push back against because it's totally. everywhere it's in advertising it's it's everywhere so yeah. 
you know, I think if that makes you feel better by dying, your oh, hair, I agree. Doing that, do totally it. agree. It's I so personal. And I, and I understand it. I, I've had to grapple with it myself with the decision not to dye my hair and not to have any cosmetic processes. But I see friends who do and they look fabulous and they yeah, feel yeah. fabulous. And, yes, and yes. I think, and there's no judgment about that yeah. either way. Like, I think if you want to do what makes you feel good, then you got to do it yeah. because it's really about how you feel inside. And that, can be so personal, you know. Yeah, absolutely. But um, we've run out of time, my darling. It's so beautiful to hang out with you. And Thank you, Alina. I really appreciate your time and I hope yeah. we get to catch up again very yeah. soon. All the very best with the book. Thank you so much. Thank, thanks for your time as well. Thank you, darling. And that was the delightful Ali Braydado sharing with us her experience around creating the book Queen Menopause, available where all good books are sold. In the meantime, if you have enjoyed this podcast that I produce and create for free, please do come over to iTunes and chuck us a review and a rating. And if you have a question, leave a question in the review. If you have a suggestion for a person you'd like me to interview or a suggestion for a topic you'd like me to research, please place it in your review and I will quite likely respond to that personally and quite possibly create a whole episode on that topic. I'm so pleased that you found us. And if you want to have a little chat with me, come and find me on Instagram at soulmamahub, S-O-U-L-M-A-M-A-H-U-B. I absolutely love to hear from listeners.